We live in a world that has radically changed in the last 10 years and continues to rapidly change. Many people are losing confidence as those changes affect every area of their lives and the society around them. It's my conviction that Christians especially need firm bedrock in order to remain stable in these difficult and challenging times. My purpose for these broadcasts is to highlight the life, ministry and character of Jesus and to give us an example and a reminder as we try to follow him in our daily lives. Hebrews 12 verse 3 tells us to consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your very souls. Discouragement is an enemy of faith and passion. But many people at the moment are becoming weary and discouraged. The antidote, I believe, is to focus on the unchanging nature of God as we see him revealed in Scripture and in the person and ministry of Jesus Christ in order that we might be strengthened. This week, we are going to be considering an aspect of Jesus' character, Jesus the Radical. To describe Jesus' ministry as radical could be called a total understatement. We find in the BBC English Dictionary that it describes someone who is a radical as someone who believes that there should be great changes in society and tries to bring them about. Someone who has radical beliefs or behaviour. These people inevitably find themselves at odds with their current society, and to use a modern phrase, they're out of the box. We may ask, what box? The answer comes, well, the box people want to keep you in, where they think you should stay. You see, a radical will always, just by his personality, challenge current paradigms, a paradigm is a mindset, something that is influenced by your surroundings and your upbringing, the way you are taught. One views the world through their paradigm, and we evaluate our world through our paradigms, through our mindsets. The problem with radicals, when we meet them, is that they can make us angry because it disturbs our comfort zones. Radicals find themselves at odds with the world around them. They have a different vision and a different passion. And if they continue to be true to their convictions, a different path is taken. All of the patriarchs and the prophets in the Old Testament were radicals. Noah, Moses, Abraham, Elijah, Elisha, David, the list goes on, but not one of them was more radical than Jesus himself. Jesus' ministry flew in the face of traditions of his day. He wouldn't stay in the box, 
and so he upset the religious authorities. Consider this. Jesus had been going around healing the sick, casting demons out. And by the time this next story, he had already preached the Sermon on the Mount, which is hailed by scholars today, 2,000 years later, as some of the greatest, most moral and merciful wisdom ever heard on this earth. Jesus was an absolute phenomenon, and that from a man of only 33-year-old, the son of a carpenter. He was a true, out-of-the-box radical. To be a radical of that nature, one needs great courage in the face of opposition. It's hard enough to confront one's enemies with the truth, but it's even harder to confront one's friends with the truth. As Jesus moved on, he came across a man sitting in a tax collector's booth. He said to him, Matthew, follow me. And the man got up and followed him. Jesus then invited himself and his disciples back to the tax collector's house to eat. And while Jesus was having dinner at his house, many other tax collectors and sinners came and ate with them and his disciples. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus, overhearing this, answered them, It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. He said, You go away and learn what this means, quoting Hosea 6.6, 6, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. He continued, for I have not come to call the righteous, but I have come to call the sinners. When Jesus was observed casting demons out a little earlier, the people were amazed. And it's recorded in Matthew 9.32 that they said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. That is how a radical is observed. It's how he's described. This thing's new. We've not seen anything like this before. In Matthew 9, verse 14, John the Baptist's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus had answered them. How can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he's with them? Jesus had answered them, How can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he's with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they will fast. Jesus went on to talk in parables about things that everyone was familiar with in their daily lives. And in this instance, he gave them a tailoring lesson and a lesson on wine. He said, no one sews a patch 
of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. For then the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear much worse. He then said, Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst the wine, it'll run out, and the wineskins themselves will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and so both are preserved. Jesus, like David and all the Old Testament prophets, was himself at the forefront of a new move of God, described by himself as a new wineskin. The very interesting thing is that Jesus never despised the old wineskin. In fact, what he'd said was, nobody after tasting the old wine wants the new. Why? Well, because a new wine is unstable. It's fizzy. You cannot predict its behaviour. And so it is with anything that comes along as a new wineskin. But, Jesus said, both must be preserved. The thing that we sometimes fail to understand is that Jesus loved and appreciated the good things of both the, both the old and the new. The thing that we have to understand is that Jesus loved and appreciated the good things of both the old and the new moves of God. He never instructed us to dispose or discard of the old wineskin. A man who is fit for heaven, Jesus said, is someone that brings out of his treasury that which is old and that which is new. So whilst upholding the traditions and the values and the wonderful history of the people and of the moves of God in his day, Jesus was also saying, let us have an open mind about new things that God might want to bring to us. To follow Jesus is to be sometimes at odds with the world's systems and values. But we must be prepared to always have an open mind for the new things that God might want to show us and teach us. If we really want to emulate Jesus, we will find ourselves loving what is good from the old values and the traditions, all the stuff that doesn't get in the way, all the things that we know to be right and proper and true and just. But it is also to be sometimes at odds with the world's systems and values, to have the courage to develop an open mind and be open-minded and on the lookout for new things that God might want to show us and teach us. Join us next week as I continue to look at the life and character of Jesus Christ as seen in Scripture in this series, Consider Him. Next week, I'm going to be talking about something very important to us at this time, and that is Jesus, our hope. God bless you. And don't forget, you can download our podcast from www.folliesend.org.